Good morning. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Monday, as he does every week on Monday. Coach Michael Desimo, the head coach of Louisiana's Raging Cajun football team, joins us now. Cajuns 2-1, and one, lost for the first time in over a year Saturday night in Houston against the uh, Rice Owls, and he joins us now. Good morning, Coach. So I know the mentality in football has to be on to the next, right? I mean, win or lose, right? You don't want to sit on it. How long does it does it take in your mind to get over a loss? Is it harder to get over a loss and move on from it than it is, say, a win? Yeah, I mean, it's always harder. There's a saying in football, coaches hate losing more than they like winning. Um, and, you know, and there's <laughs> there's certainly a little bit of truth in that. But uh, you got to move on and you got to keep moving because, I mean, the schedule doesn't stop. There's no there, there's no pause button. Um, you got to go back, fix the things that have to get fixed and, and do the great, do the best job you can for your, for your players to get ready for the next one. And I know we, we, I say we as in the media, don't make it easy for you to, to, to move on because, you know, typically on Mondays, we're talking to you about what unfolded, uh, and then kind of what comes next. But, um, you know, what unfolded Saturday, I mean, there, there are a number of things to, to hit on, but um, the penalties. After, after the game, you said, and I quote, we pride ourselves on discipline. We tell our guys that it takes a bigger man to walk away than to retaliate. But you did add, everybody has a breaking point. And, you know, there was some, some troubling video socially and on social media, uh, circling on social media of, of a Rice offensive lineman, um, let's say, inappropriately grabbing uh, Jordan Quibido before his – um, personal, you know, before his unsportsmanlike conduct. I know Chris Moncrief, uh, he de- he detailed, you know, some some racial slurs that he says were directed at him by a Rice offensive lineman. And I know that, Coach, in the heat of battle, you, you try to talk trash to get into the opponent's head, but obviously there are lines that should never be crossed. And I don't know how much you, you care to or can comment on that situation, but what do you tell your guys when it's when it's something like that that, that feels like, okay, this is – this is beyond the norm here. This is way too far, and this is unacceptable. It, it's it's frustrating and disappointing because your job is is to is to protect your team and take care of your team, and in those moments, there's nothing you can do for them. So that's that's where the frustration comes in, and for our players, you know, particular you know, particular our African American players, I'll, I'll never know what it's like, you know, to be in that situation. But I certainly, for them to come to me and ask me to do something about it, I know it's bad. And I know that it means, I know the effect it had on them. And talking trash is one thing, all right? And, and we, don't, we don't do that here. We don't believe in that. Some people do, and that's fine. But the things that, that were said and done, that's, that's not football. That's, that's beyond trash talking. We talked about it as a team, and and we and we talked about the the importance of of having to having to move on, having to take a deep breath, and, and trying to get yourself in a frame of mind where you don't retaliate and don't respond. Because ultimately, what ended up happening was we were the ones that were getting penalized um, for our retaliation, and so you know that that is what it is. So it hurt us in the game. Um, certainly, this is more important than a game when you start talking about things like that, and if. If this kid, you know, said all these things, said half of what what I was told, he said it's, you know, 
of those bigger issues there. So it's just it's it's frustrating for sure. I was trying to get something done for our players. I was I was asking, and I was just told they 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 never heard it. They they were trying to see if they could you know hear anything or if they they were trying to keep an eye out for it. And certainly um, that never ended up happening. So it's a point of frustration. I think for us, it's something to learn from. I think, you know, we've got to be able to keep our composure, even in those situations where it's really hard to do so. So it's just, uh, it's tough when things are out of your hands and out of your control and there's nothing you can do about it. And you're supposed to be able to protect your players and your team. And there's really not much you can do. That was, that was a point of frustration for sure. Sure. And in a, in a non-conference game, I don't know if, Maybe in a conference game, it's different if you can, you know, contact the the conference office to perhaps look into it farther. I mean, is is there anything you can do after the game that maybe you know you did do or or like like you said, you it sounds like coach, you did everything you could, and at the same time, you know, you're you're coaching a game, but there's some things bigger than football. But it's a, it's a tough situation, no doubt. It is, and and yeah, I mean, you know, Doctor Maggard is. He, he was he he was on the phone with me first thing yesterday morning asking about some of this stuff and so we met about it and you know we're, we're going to pursue it and they're going to investigate it you know what comes out of it no idea um, hopefully something can be resolved because if not I mean what's what's to make you think that it won't go to the next team and it won't happen again next time they play someone else so yeah certainly hope that that something happens from it you know we've done all that we can with it to move forward. And again, you, you got to move on to the next one, and you, you just got to go to the next uh, next opponent, next thing, and, and learn the lessons from from where you're at, and just try to keep it moving. Coach Michael Desimar, guest, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. It's the Great Scott Show, Coach. I, I do want to um, hit on the game Saturday and, and and things on the field, and you know, defensively, you said afterwards, I, I think our defense played well. We can't leave them on the field as long as we did. Um, I, I know when you watch the tape, and like you said, it's it's easier to move on from a win than a loss, but what are what are some positives you saw after after putting in the game tape and, and taking a look at it? Defensively, we, we really, early on in the game, we really did play well. And I said it, and it's true, you know, defense just wears you out a little bit more. You can't be on the field the entire game and expect to to shut people down for an entire game offensively. Offensively, we just it, – it's been a little bit more of the same. Uh, it's it's the third quarter against Southeastern. It's the, the first half against Eastern Michigan. There's not one position group that – or one player that you can say, this guy's a problem, we got to get it fixed. So, you know, that's a good and a bad thing, right? It's like kind of like you're plugging holes a little bit every drive. It's This drive, it's the quarterback, right? The next drive, it's the, you know, one of the on pass protection. We have a shot play call that we can get open. We we, we miss on protection. Um, then the next one, maybe it's the, the running back presses the read and tries to bounce it outside, and we get tackled for a big loss, and then we're behind. So, it's just been a little bit of, of us being out of sync. And offensively, you got to be 11 for 11. And we were a lot of 10 for 11. And 10 for 11, don't, it doesn't get it done. So it was just those little things. It was one of those nights that, you know, it was, again, like the first half in Eastern Michigan, but we just couldn't find the rhythm and get out of the funk. And 
you know, we got to do a better job and start faster. Yeah, I mean, the first possession, we we didn't operate very well at quarterback, and then we get a holding penalty, and then we drop a conversion on third down. Even all that stuff, we'd gotten to the point to overcome it, and then we don't. So it was uh, that that was that was offensively, it was just disappointing because we we were right there on every drive. You know, we go through drive by drive and see what happened, what started out, and just a lot of those little things. And for us. You gotta, you've got to operate as one on offense. You know, the one mistake can be critical, and it was in most of these drives, and too much for us to overcome. And defensively, you leave those guys out there all day. You know, we've talked about it quite a bit that our team for the last couple of years, truthfully, has become so accustomed to the defense just making the stops when we need them, and then boom, all of a sudden we get one going and we get back in it. And it was really like that on Saturday. We went down, we scored. We went to a little bit more of a two-minute mode on offense in the second half, late in the second half in the fourth quarter. We go down and score to make it a six-point game. And a good thing is our kids just completely believed that the defense was just going to go out there and shut them down and you know, we get the ball back, go score and win. But that's part of the issue is that we've grown so comfortable in those situations that it doesn't always work that way. And you got to give Rice some credit. I mean, offensively, they, they really they did a great job finishing the game. They completed a couple of third and longs that, to me, were a little bit were the backbreakers for us. Uh, some third and longs, they had a second extra long that they got all the way down there. And those, those were a little bit of backbreakers for us on defense. Um, you know, so those were the things that I think typically we, we make those plays. And, you know, Chris Moncrief is about six inches away from tipping two of those balls that go for big completions. And if that happens, maybe we're here today talking about a totally different thing. And, you know, we're talking about why we didn't play well, but found a way to win, but we didn't. And uh, for, for our team, you have to, you have to look at those things and you got to spin and say, well, look, it finally caught up to us uh, playing this type of game where offensively, we kind of sputter around a little bit and defensively, they keep us in the game. We get it going offensively. We just never could. You never could get the offense going after the game. You know, you consistently put it on yourself, coach. You said, you know, it's I'm the coach, I'm the play caller. It's it's on me. Um, what, what's what's the message to the team in the locker room after a, a, a game like that, where you know you hadn't lost a game in well over a year? It's not like I, I imagine. I mean, I, I I didn't play college football, coach, but I imagine you know when some teams are more accustomed to losing than others, it always hurts to lose, but. Does it sting a little different when it's when it's been so long since a team lost? Certainly, if you got the right guys in the locker room, it it hurts every time you lose, and and we do have the right guys in that locker room. After the game, I told them the same thing. I, I told them that I've got to do a better job for them. Um, and listen, you know me a long time. I'm never going to blame our kids. I'm never going to sit there and say, this guy didn't play very well. That guy didn't play very well. Right. They're kids. I've been through this before. I have, I have played really poorly. I've played really well. None of it really matters to me. So I'll take all the blame because at the end of the day, it is my job to get our team ready to go play on both sides of the ball and play well. And so at the end of the day, it always is. Um, and for our kids, I told them yesterday, I said, I hope you can finally breathe a little bit. And everywhere we go, we can stop talking about this this winning streak that it's not this team's winning streak. This team is the 2022 team. We are two and one. 
or not 15 and whatever. This this it's a totally different team, and I get. You know, it was great to have, and, and it was a, a, a heck of a, an accomplishment for our university and our program. But this is a different team, and every year is a different team. And our guys, they have more fun at practice, I think, than they do in the game sometimes because it's just like this expectation that it feels almost like it did last year when we played at Texas and early in the year last year. Like this expectation that they were trying to live up to it was just too much to to go out there and just play ball with. So hopefully, that's what I told him yesterday. I said, hopefully we can breathe now and we can just go back to playing football where the only thing that really matters is the game that's in front of us and all the other stuff is irrelevant. And, you know, that's what you have to do. You've got to move on and you've got to find a way. You've got to find a way to make this last game the best thing that happened to us instead of the worst thing. And um, in the moment, it's always, I mean, it's, it's awful, you know, in the moment because you look at those guys and you look on their faces and you know how much it meant to them. And, uh, and certainly it meant that much to me too. You know, I was, I was very proud of the things that we have done. Um, I'm proud of the things that this team has done and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the things they will do. So it hurts in the moment. Um, and certainly, you know, I don't take losses any better than anybody else, but you've got to, you got to get up the next day and you just got to, Got to go back to work, man. And the only thing I know how to do, and we talked to the team about it, when things get, get tough and they don't go the way you want, the only thing I know how to do is to go back at it, double down on the things you believe in, and work harder. You know, Coach Robichaud would always preach it's not about losing. You know, it's about how you respond to a loss. And, and I know that's yep. your message to the team um, right now. Offensively, Coach, we, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, as you move on to the next game, the quarterback position, I mean, you and I talk about it every week. It's it's always going to be talked about by nature of the position. You told us Saturday night, you know, more or less you weren't going to elaborate on the specifics of maybe what you guys will do there moving forward. You wanted to watch some game tape. Now that you've watched it, what's what's your assessment of, of the quarterback play and do you foresee any poten- potential changes or – you know, kind of the same the same route you guys have been going as far as Fields and, and Woldrich and their alluded number not alluded, but you know, the, the number of series that they're gonna they're gonna take week to week. Yeah, I mean you know, just to be honest and I and I've talked to them about it, you know, neither of them played the way that we needed them to play to win. I mean, you know, and, and they know that. Like that's the thing. And that's why you don't you don't go on there after a a post game and, and you say all kind of things while you're emotional and I'd rather sit down and watch it with them and be able to talk to them first. You know, they, they certainly deserve that. So no, I mean, neither of them played the way we need to play to win. Um, ben played a little bit better down the stretch. And, and so we kind of, we played him towards the back end on down the stretch, but you know, I mean, certainly both of them, both of them didn't play the standard that we expect and, and neither of them played football that it's going to take for us to win. And that quarterback, the way that this game is played now, the quarterback's got to play well to have a chance to win. Uh, you know, I've said this a hundred times. I don't believe that you lose your job in a day. I don't think you win it in a day. You know, Chandler won the job over time. And so, you know, everybody, I know everybody's got the answers and everybody else thinks they know, but uh, the quarterback position is just, it's like every other position. Us. You know, no one wants to talk about who's starting at right guard. They just want to talk about who the quarterback is. And I get it. Um, and everyone's got the right to do that. But Chandler won the job, and now he's got to play better. He knows that. But I can promise you no one wants to play better than he did Saturday than Chandler. Um, and Chandler played really well in the first two games. He had a bad one 
Saturday. It was it was it was not his best day, and you know Ben played played pretty well in the, in the first one, played great in the second one, and, and I thought he played okay Saturday night. But there there are throws and there are things that we're we're not doing at quarterback to get our offense going. That there's a lot of there's opportunity there, and the quarterback's got to run the show and he's got to put the ball where it needs to go. So Chandler's Chandler's still the starter. Um, you know, certainly he gets, he deserves the right to do that. Now for our team, like any position in that for our team, you know, you, you got to play well to, to continue to be the guy. And, and I expect Chandler to bounce back and do that. And if not, you know, we, you evaluate everything every week. And as those things go, certainly we'll, we'll make changes as we need, but, um, I think the worst thing that we can do for our team, the worst thing I can do for our team is hit the panic button and say, all right, everything that I've told you guys is important to us and everything that I believe in, I'm scrapping it, throwing out the window because I'm going to panic and just go make these decisions because of one game. I mean, teams lose games. It happens. We haven't lost a whole bunch of them around here and that's a good thing. We want to keep that. We want to keep that up. But, uh, you certainly, you know, we we don't go around every position group and say, "All right, you had a bad game, you don't get to play this week." You had a bad game, you don't get to play this week. I mean, hell, that's how you lose your team faster than anything. You start cutting heads like that. So, it's uh, it's part of the nature. It's the nature of it. And I mean, I get that that for you guys, you know, in the media, that that's that's part of your job. And I completely understand and respect that. But uh, for us, it's not about it's not about that knee jerk panic reaction. It just it can't be or. Or, I mean, where, where is the team going to go from there, you know? Yeah. You know, my, my friend Steve Pelliquin, he always likes to say large sample size versus small sample size. You know, you, you guys and the staff will always have a much larger sample size than than the fans and the viewers and those who watch the games. I mean, we're you guys are there all the time. Like you said, this, this quarterback situation wasn't decided – uh, in a night, it wasn't decided in the fall camp. It it dates back to, you know, um, last season. It dates back to the spring. It's 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 a very large sample size. But to your point, you know, week to week, you're always going to assess it. But if a decision is ever made, or if a change is ever made, it's not based on what just happened that week. Even though, you know, it's hard. I get it for for fans to not be in the moment, and um, you know, especially. I try to, you know, I, I'm on social media sometimes during games because I, I kind of have to be to, you know, uh, interact or, or for the job, essentially. But I try not to read a lot of stuff, Coach, because that's where I think your most extreme um, reactions come out. And and, and, sure. and I do think, you know, like we're, we're all human, right? You you, yeah. you sleep on it. You come back the next day. I'm sure it's like that for you as a coach, right? It's hard. You got to talk to us right after the game, but – you know, when you talk to me on Monday, it's you're you're feeling a little different after watching the tape and having some time to kind of sleep and 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 be with your team after that game. Right, and you said it best. We're all human, right? And human emotion it'll get the best of you in moments, and that's why that's why after the game, I mean, I'll, I'll typically say you're in there. I, I'm I need to see the tape before I comment on that because yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair. I mean, it's certainly. At that point, when you're when you're commenting on it right after the game, I mean, shoot, you're you're almost from a fan's perspective, you know, particularly when you're talking about, you know, you're you're calling the game, you're in the game, managing it, you know, and you're watching certain things on certain plays and critical spots. You're not watch, you can't watch the whole eleven. So, 
you know, we've got the luxury of being able to do that as coaches, and that's our job, and that's why we 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 get that's why we get the whistle and get to coach. And um, but our fans are or passionate about it, and and that's a good thing. Uh, I told Doctor Maggard that it's great that we've got expectations over here. Shoot, I, I mean, I was, you know, I mean, I, I was I was here when there when there wasn't a whole lot, and and it's a whole lot much more fun when there are. So I appreciate that our fans have passion about it, and I appreciate that. They're concerned about our team, and they want us to win. I mean, that's the heck. That's what you want, you know. You, you don't, you don't, you don't want a bunch of people that that don't really care a whole lot about it. And all the fan base is that's what makes to me that's what makes football such a great game is because there's so much passion in the fan base, and to our fans it certainly matters. And you know, uh, the ones that know me, I think they understand that. You know, we're not, we're not happy with the way Saturday went either, and we're we're going to get back to work on it too, and. Um, you know, we, we, our fan base deserves us to play better and, and we're going to work harder at it and we're, not work harder. I mean, we're going to work better at it. That's kind of what I told our team when, it, when things get tough, you don't, you don't change what you do. You don't do all these crazy things. You just, you, you work better. You, you practice better. You prepare better. You, uh, get your body ready better. You, you do all those things just a little bit better than you did to get better results. And that's what we're going to do. Coach Michael Desimo, our guest, ESPN Lafayette. I'm Scott Prather. A few more for you, Coach. As always, I appreciate you taking the time on Mondays. Um, as as a play caller, can you, um, I guess, maybe draw a picture for us, the art of play calling, you know, how it how it unfolds in the moment? I know it's not, again, I know it's not based solely in the moment. You practice it. You have, you know, a large sample size of why you make a decision. But, like, in terms of, okay, uh, other team punts, Let's say it's a it, the game. The score isn't isn't out of hand. It's relatively close. What's a typical play call like? First and ten. How it's how you come to it. How it's relayed to to the player. I know I'm asking you to paint a picture, and it it could be different. And I can't give you every single you know uh, intangible surrounding that play call. But I guess just give us a general idea of of what it's like and and how it unfolds on the field. Because all we get to see you know is is the play, and there's so many things happening before and after a play. Yeah. So basically between series, you know, we, we review the series before talked about what kind of coverages we're getting fronts, all those things that they're doing on defense to us. Um, and we game plan, you know, we game plan every area of the field. We game plan every situation. We game plan every down and distance. And so a lot of that stuff you go through and, and you kind of have it, you have it all kind of mapped out in different sections on the way that you want to call it. And for us, uh, basically what we do between series is we try to, or, or they, or they call in the game on defense, like they did in their tendencies that we had from the previous season, previous games, whatever the case may be. And so you kind of double check those things. You talk to the players about it. You know, if you watch our coaches on the sideline between every series, they're sitting on the bench with whiteboards, talking to the players about what's happening. Um, and we're trying to correct the issues and everyone's assigned to look at different things to watch different things to make sure that we get good information in game. And you get to the sideline with your players and you go through the series and you talk about what's happening. And then as that happens, once we finish with that, um, I'm always in favor. I always kind of mini script the next series, you know, the next two or three plays and kind of say, all right, well, here's what we're going to come out with. We're going to go with this and this, trying to get to this. Um, And it depends on the flow of the game a little bit, you know, when, uh, when you're, when you're having a little bit of, inconsistency you're trying to find those those plays that you know or uh or 
maybe a little bit safer that are going to kind of keep the sticks moving, that are going to keep you ahead of the sticks and keep you in position to go out there and, and keep the ball moving, right, and get a drive going. Um, whenever you're you're trying to set up plays, there's you try you sequence plays on the call sheet, right? You try to make your run your run game, you try to make you try to have run game out of certain sets, you try to have pass game out of it, and then you try to have certainly have shots out of it or off of it where it looks the same. So you sequence all those things and as you set things up in the game, you kinda try to get things ready. You say, All right, well we're probably about ready to go to this shot or that play or you know, this this path off of off of this run set and you try to kind of sequence those things in order um, and get them to where you set certain things up as the game goes on and um, you know, I've kind of alluded to it a little bit. It, it's it's when when you're a little bit more in sync, it's easy to get to some of the things that you really want to get to. Yeah. Um, and when you're you know when you're when you're struggling, you're trying to just build some confidence in your team and trying to get some plays to get yourself going a little bit, and then try to create that rhythm and then build off of it. So, um, a lot of it, you know, what you want to run in certain situations, but the flow of the game certainly dictates um, how soon you can get to some of the stuff that you've got planned and. You know, when you when you don't run a whole bunch of plays, um, you know, when you don't get to run a whole bunch of plays, and there's not a whole lot of, uh, I guess, flow to it, you really, you know, unfortunately, you, you don't you don't really get to the things that you'd like to get to um, as early as you want to, and you try to eliminate overage on the call sheet, but naturally that happens every week, and when you don't play well on offense, and you uh, and you get to the point where you know you're just really not sustaining drives it it definitely happens coach michael desimo is our guest last question coach um and i'll i'll kind of i guess set it up i remember talking to a lot of players before the season asking them you know what's the goal and they all said the same thing that mean they you know they would they, they all started with the same thing and then they might have elaborated on a few others but the first thing they every single one of them said was to win the sun belt when every single one of them the first thing is to win the sun belt you guys have those goals ahead of you, and you start Sunbelt play Saturday. You're at ULM. You, you know, it's it's a loss. I know how disappointed you guys are. Uh, we've talked about it. Um, but as we started this conversation off, you know, it, it's you have to have the mentality of on to the next, and how do you respond to a loss? So, you know, uh, the mindset of the team right now going into this, you still got your goals ahead of them. And um, I guess what, what in your mind is the key as you guys start conference play this week uh, up in Monroe this Saturday night against the Warhawks? Well, there's a saying in football, you can't let a team beat you twice. And um, and that happens, you know, when you don't move past it and you don't get on and you don't fix the things you got to fix and you're stuck in the fact that, you know, you're stuck in your disappointment and you're kind of mirrored in, mirrored in that, uh, you know, really just, just disappointment from it, you know, and, and, and all those things. And, and you got to move forward and, for our team, you know, the goal, certainly you want to win every game. I mean, that's why you play, right? That's why you prepare. If it didn't matter, then you just would play conference games and that'd be it. But you, you want to win every game. Our goal has never been over here, and, and it's it's not even something that we talk about going undefeated. Like, that's not, you know, it's, it's understood that every game you play, you want to win. And our goal is every year. The first goal is to win the Sun Belt West. Okay, if you do that and you play for a conference championship, then then that's a good year. And I don't care who you are, where you're at. That that's a good thing. Um, once you get in that conference championship game, the idea is find a way to win it, right? You, you go in there and you go game plan and you go scratch and claw and try to find a way to win it. And then you get a bowl game and you try to find a way to win that one. And that's that's been our goal every year since we've been here. 
so for us, it's all in front of us. You know, I think the keys, it's not getting any easier. You know, the Sun Belt has gotten better. And, you know, you, you can look at Monroe's schedule and say, oh, well, these guys, you know, they, they've lost two games by this many points. Well, you know, we played Alabama in 2018, all right? And that's a, that's a, a heck of a place to go play. And it was kind of similar to our game where special teams just kind of took over for Alabama and their depth in, in those areas is that's something that you got to see it in person to, uh, to really have a, have an understanding for an appreciation for, uh, and Texas, you know, Texas is, is, I mean, so much improved from last year and last year we went over there and they thumped us pretty good. So it's not like they're sitting here, you know, losing up some guys that can't play. I mean, this Monroe team, they've done a good job. You know, they, they've, they've got good players over there defensively. Uh, you know, coach Koenig, um, he's a guy that, you know, we played him in 18 when he was at Troy. He gave us a lot of trouble when he was at Troy. You know, he's done a phenomenal job uh, with every defense everywhere he's been. He's got a really good scheme, and they've got some good players to play it. Uh, offensively, Matt Kubik is back over there, and and Cube's been calling offensive football plays for a long time in college football, and he's done a great job. We have some familiarity with him. A bunch of the guys, guys on our staff work with him, so they've got a lot of respect for him. I mean, if Coach Vietor hired the guy, uh, to call plays for him, then I think that says a lot about him in and of itself because Coach Vietor has has been around this game for a long time and is 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 really he knows what he's doing. I mean that, that's that's a the biggest understatement I've probably made today. So they're well coached. They've got they've got a good team. Um, you know they've got a quarterback that's really athletic. He throws the ball well too. Uh, so you got some challenges there. You know they've got good backs in the backfield. Um, you know, it, it's, it doesn't get any easier and it won't, uh, you know, you just watch what the conference has done. And certainly last Saturday was, was a little bit of a letdown for the whole conference, but, uh, you know, truthfully, like I said, it's just, it's not going to get any easier. So you just gotta, but it's never about the opponent. It's always about making sure that you do what you need to do all week to go out there and go have success and go give yourself a chance to win the game. And at the end of the day, you know, I've said this before, and I'll say it a hundred times. I don't care how many points we score. I don't care any about about any of that stuff. The name of the game is for us to find a way to win as a team, and, uh, and that's what we got to do, right? We got to work really hard this week, be diligent in uh, in our daily work, and make sure that we're doing the things Sunday through Saturday that we got to do to get ready to go out there and play well and win. And so, um, it's just one of those deals, man. It's every week you better show up and. I think the last couple of years you've seen, and they talk about, you know, the dominance that we've had in the conference. Well, you know, week to week, it wasn't dominating. <laughs> week to week, it was finding a way to win, and that's just the way that it's going to be, and that's the way that it is here. Coach Michael Desimo has been our guest, Louisiana Rage Occasion Ed football coach. Uh, he joins us every Monday during the season. Always appreciate it, Coach. Thank you for taking the time and elaborating on uh, so many things, and uh, we'll be following you throughout the week, and, and obviously – uh, fortunate and, and excited to, to broadcast the game next Saturday up in Monroe onto the next, as you said. But in the meantime, uh, us media folk will bother you just for a little bit longer today um, and a few hours over at your press conference, and then I guess you can fully move on to the next week. But uh, we always appreciate it, Coach. That's right. I appreciate you, Scott. Thanks, man. You got it. That is head coach Michael Desimo.